It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. July 25th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. What a rainstorm yesterday that was. Wow. Batting down the hatches. (laughs) Did you get some rain? Okay. So I was surprised when I came up the hill this morning as the sun was coming up. It looks pretty dry up here. But when I left my house, I walked out the door in Vancouver and I went, I got to go get myself a raincoat. Look at it that. was wet. Everything, yeah. the roads, the plants, my car, wet everywhere. So it all fell on you. It came, it was north of the river, apparently, or at least at my house, it sure felt like it. And if you walk out and you can tell, like, it's rain, it's, it's yeah, wet. Right. It wasn't coming down anymore, but it does seem like it had let up within the hour of me leaving. So mm-hmm. somewhere maybe around 4.30, uh, 5 o'clock, it, it eased up, probably. I went home yesterday and I watched the rain come. I counted three drops. One, two, three. There it was. Uh, There it was. Thank you. (laughs) Not quite enough to get the plants uh, wet, but... Well, I'm glad you got some rain. I'm sure other people did too. I joke, of course, because they they, they didn't say it was going to be a downpour. They just said there was a chance of showers yesterday. But I was hoping maybe it would be a little bit more vigorous than little, what it en- than it ended up to be. Sure, enough to wa- at least water the plants, yeah. rinse all the dust off the big limbs and trees, just so they look a little bit fresh again. No such luck. But I nope. did go out and water all of my plants yesterday, and then they got a second dose overnight. Oh, that's so nice. I think they'll be a little happy. I was telling you this morning, though, I think my job today, I'm going to go out and start trimming a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of the potted plants just need a little uh, freshen up yeah. and uh, to get them to, to rebloom. Deadhead yes, the plants exactly. is what yeah. I got to do. I do that with my marigolds. I have marigolds that are, they're, they're really pretty and they're nice and they, thankfully, they just keep blooming but you got to snip off the the little uh heads of some of them because they get you know wear out and so it's sure. like, oh, got to get those off and let the new ones grow hanging basket a little bit more uh, problematic because it is starting to get a little stringy but at the same time too it has blooms on it so exactly. it's like mm, do i want to cut it trim My- it you know cut mm. the blooms off my two fuchsias in the backyard are exactly that way. Yeah. Is the bloom is at the end of a long mm-hmm. you know, string, but I, I'm going to go in and cut them all back yeah. and, and give them second life. It's only July. Those uh, The fuchsias will keep blooming and going on all through September. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty prolific. So I, I'm just going to give them a little haircut today. Yeah. Speaking of getting a little trim around here, you know, all of our plants and things here at Matra Day Radio, they got a little bit of a trim yesterday during the show. We didn't mention oh, this. Oh, I know that. Yeah. You pointed this out to me. Yeah, it was interesting. So I stepped out of the studio when we were in one of our breaks and walked back into the kitchen and I looked out our window that looks out to our little grotto there mm-hmm. where, where Mary is. And there was a fawn standing right on the uh, little pavers that we yes. have out there. And I'm like, well, look at that. So I thought, there's a fawn. There's got to be a mom nearby. And sure enough, there was, along with another doe. And then you looked up, and there was the buck. And the there whole was family. A, the whole family, twin fawns. And when you say fawn, I mean, they were speckled. Yeah. Still with the little white dots. They were fuzzy, little. 
I, I don't probably within a month. Yeah, they were born and the mom was with them. And you're right, there was a buck, and he still had velvet on his antlers. Yeah. But I mean, not a new little spike. I no, mean, this no, was he was a, older. This was a dad, yeah. for, you know, older ones. So, and they were all just right here grazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It's Salad like, bar. Yes, they, the, our plants are very tasty this time of year, <laughs> and it's kind of like don't eat our plants. But at the same time, you're like, oh, that's oh, nice. look at it. Yeah. They're just having a little taster. Yeah. So, and they just kind of sauntered on. They yep. they hung out for a little bit. They see you through the window, and they kind of look at you like, mm, okay. I think they're not going to come outside. They're just they're just standing there watching us, and so they'll look, and then they'll kind of just move along, and not no big hurry. But I we'll see if we see them this morning. Oftentimes they'll come by several times, and then you won't see them for a long period a long of time. Period of time, yeah. sure. Uh, and this seems to be about the right time because we were commenting all, not that long ago going, where are all the deer? Because we typically yeah. see them this time of year coming down for a little snack, but we hadn't seen any. And then lo and behold, mom, the yeah. two babies, and then the buck just Last year, there was that huge buck by himself. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Just laying out in the bark dust. It was amazing. That's right. He just laid out yeah. there for a long time. He was, And he was a, he was a big guy. So anyway, it was it was fun to see yesterday. Uh, what do you have coming up today? Well, in another episode of Popecast, Pope Francis tells young people in his podcast, don't give up. Keep striving ahead. So much focus on World Youth Day uh, and and pilgrims are already on their way. Mm, OK, so have you been watching any of the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup soccer? Uh, only getting updates on the scores. All right, so uh, it's it's in full gear right now. Uh, the Americans play again tomorrow, but we'll give you an, a recap of what happened. We got a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. Here is Teresa Peterson calling me higher. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Teresa Peterson and Calling Me Higher. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. By the way, when you get your ice cubes out of the little front dispenser <laughs> in, in the refrigerator today, you can thank me. You got for us that. all straightened out yes, with that refrigerator. Because it was all clogged, and I'm sitting there, nothing's coming out. It's like, come on, what's going on here? So I had to open it up, disassemble it. Take the ice out, and there was a big clog right there. Every ice maker seems to have to go through that every yes. now and then. But thank you, David, for keeping us straight and yeah, narrow Yeah, so here. My, my hands are frozen today, but you're welcome. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, we'll have the forecast for you. And then we're going to hear from Sister Anne Marie Warren. Warren, they have big doings at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. No matter where your summer travels take you, Mater Dei Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 714 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, there is just a slight chance of a shower this morning and then sunshine this afternoon, a high of 81 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 56, and then really right on through Saturday, sunny skies, low 80s. Pretty, pretty night right there in the sweet this spot. This is yeah, it. Very for sure. nice. Currently, it is 63 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver, and 62 degrees at St. Anthony's Church in Tigard.
There is always something to see, do, and some place to pray when you head to visit Franciscan Sisters in Beaverton at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. Joining me today is the wonderful Sister Anne-Marie Warren. Just as soon as they finish one event, they're planning for the next one. Sister Anne-Marie joining us today to tell us what's going on at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. Good morning, Sister Anne-Marie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. Joyful time to be here. I was just thinking, I wonder how many times I've been here. It's been a lot, is all I can say. Way, way back, we started coming in and talking about Our Lady of Peace Retreat House, talking about the different things we've done, and and really getting a lot of support from Modern Day Radio and trying to support you too. So it's great to be here this morning to be able to talk with you and everybody who's listening. I can tell you for sure that when I tell people, Sister Anne Marie is going to be up at the studio today, we all get very excited. Because we know we just have such a blessed time and blessed conversations when you join us. You have such a busy summer. And of course, just coming off of the Summer Institute, Tim Staples was in town. Tell our listeners a little bit about how the week went. It was a wonderful week with Tim Staples, with Mother Soupton Along, with Father um, Theodore Lang. Well, it was a powerhouse there. Many people came. Many people who were new to our institute came this time. And the subject of be still and know that I am God. Wow, that was so great. And Tim Staples just just glowed. It, it just listening to him was just like glowing and vibrant and all. And, and his love of the faith, it was just so marvelous. It just kept coming out. And he tells first his story about how he became a Catholic. And then he goes on to share about the evangelization and everything. And of course, he had Mother Sumpt along with her wonderful Tennessee accent and Sister Joseph Andrew, and they come and share their beauty and their gentle way. And then Father uh, Father Theodore Lang, God bless him. Um, he has such a wonderful way with people, and people are just inspired by him. And it was just very nice. The weather was conducive. And luckily with our new air conditioning and heating system, it made it so nice for all of our participants. So we we're very happy we were able to have it this year. And next year we'll begin. Now we're beginning to look for who will be our participants next year. It's going to be wonderful. Well, as soon as you know who that is, please come to the station again. Visit us and let us know who that is. We will. It's wonderful to be at the retreat center for events like this. We can sit and read a book about Tim Staples' conversion. But to be able to be in person, to interact with somebody like Mm -hmm. that, that's the whole reason why I think Our Lady of Peace Retreat sets up ways that people can actually come together to listen live to somebody. That personal connection is so important. It's a way that we also experience God. It's in our relationship with each other and then well, together our relationship to him. You're so right, because the program is set up that way. It's what we call more of like a educational retreat. People can come. They have quiet time for prayer. We have Eucharistic Holy Hour. We have Mass every day. There's confessions available. And we encourage people to come and stay at the course. Day people can come, and that's wonderful. But if they can come, they can sit and have meals with all these wonderful instructors. They can talk to them. They become friends with them. And also friends with all the other people who are here just learning and yearning to learn the Catholic faith taught by the Magisterium today so that they can go out and be more faithful and evangelize in their own ways. Of course, you recognize this voice. It is Sister Anne-Marie Warren. If you are just joining us, we're getting an update on what all is happening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat right here in Beaverton. You mentioned friends, friends gathering, being able to dine together. 
for people who perhaps missed that wonderful event, there's another great thing happening, a way that the entire community comes together for 60 years now. Our Lady of Peace Retreat has been opening the doors, we'll say wide, for the annual barbecue. It's coming up on the Transfiguration. Tell us again when what's happening. On August 6th, we will have our annual fundraiser. It started out years ago with a chicken fundraiser, and there was a pancake fundraiser. And the Knights of Columbus have been our major support this mm-hmm. whole time. And they're just wonderful. They've been so supportive to us since we very began in 1953. And so this is a time from 11 o'clock a.m. to 3 o'clock p.m. where people can come and just enjoy. There's no cost except for the cost of the meal. And we have games for children. We have what we call our Franciscan walk, which is actually the saints. It's like a cakewalk walking on the saints. You really learn a lot by that. And then we have lovely chicken that's going to be cooked by the men from Jervis, Oregon. And then we, one of our new things we started two years ago because of COVID is a drive-through. Uh, the Trail Life men from our area, they get together, they put the thing together, They we met people just pull up, they get a menu, they get their order and off they go. And it's become very popular and many people don't have time to sit outside so they can do that. We also, when you can stay, though, we have little entertainment. You, Brenda, yourself are going to be there to guide our <laughs> our MC for us. But we have um, a booth that has um, desserts. We have we have watermelon, corn. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful menu. And you could have a full menu, or you could just have what we call a short menu, which is like your your hamburger or your pulled pork and some chips. And that's really great for the children. It's just a fantastic day. It's a fundraiser, yes, but our goal mostly is to get people to come and to be and to enjoy and to relax. The sisters are out there mingling around. And it's many people just come because they see the sign on, on our, we put it up on July 1st. We put a sign up and people come and we get to know a lot of people. So it's just a marvelous time. We even have what we call a Franciscan store. And that is like a, a white elephant place, whatever. We have some new and used items that we put out for people to give a donation. And that helps us out and helps them out, too, to find some little treasures that they can take home with them. There's a lot that goes on on that day. So I hope people can come. They can come see you, meet you personally. All they have to do is go to our DJ booth and they'll see you. And then me and see Mar- Maria there. And um, it'd be great. Please come. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. Now, Sister Anne-Marie, I went to St. Mary's Catholic School all the way down in Southern California in our city of Escondido. And I remember in the very first grade, Sister Sally was our teacher. And she told us one of the very first things we learned in first grade was when Sister Sally asked something, the answer was yes, Sister. (laughs) And so when you send me that email, well, I remember everything that I learned from Sister Sally, and I said yes, Sister. Sister. Now, I'm looking forward to this, and hopefully everybody who's listening will come over and say hello and help me out a little bit, because not only have I never emceed the event, I'm sorry to say I've never been, and so I'm not exactly Ooh. sure what's going to happen as MC. But boy, I think with your help and the you know the support of everybody coming, it sounds like it's just going to be a wonderful day, a way to transfigure your figure. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I think that ought to be our theme, Sister Anne. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really looking forward to it again. August sixth, it is the barbecue. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer? Definitely, in the name of the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit, amen.
O God, bless all the listeners of Modern Day Radio. Help their hearts grow to be closer to God, to His Blessed Mother. Grant them the grace of peace and joy. We ask this grace through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, that is Sister Anne-Marie Warren from Our Lady of Peace Retreat here in Beaverton. The barbecue is coming up on August 6th. I will be sure to add information where you can find all the details about the barbecue and also some of the great events that are happening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 723 at Day Radio. And speaking of the Hail Mary media app, if you haven't downloaded it yet, it is free, free to you. Just go to our website. All the information is there. You can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into the live broadcast of Day Radio. Sign up for customized prayer reminders and so much more. It is the free Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Judgment Day lies ahead for all of us. Judgment Day lies ahead. As we age, we often reflect back on our lives. It's not unusual to feel a sense of remorse towards one's life's experiences. In many ways, perhaps God will be more merciful to us in the afterlife than we are to ourselves now. In our daily struggles, we are often facing the same matters over and over again. Perhaps emotional triggers where people or situations set us off, and then our impatience and pride take over. As we carry our cross, we may feel we are falling again and again. Be strong in faith, but more importantly, we must refrain from throwing stones at ourselves. Instead, as we look inward, show mercy, be gentle, loving, caring, forgiving, and compassionate even to ourselves. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Giussani. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, new study out on heat, pollution, and your heart. We'll have the details in the news. And in his latest episode of the Pope Cast, Pope Francis is talking to young people, telling them, to keep moving forward. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Father Kevin McGoldrick. Oh God, you are my God. 
And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. God, you are my God. For you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Oh God, you are my God. For you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Thirsting is thirsting. Oh God, you are my God. 
for you I long For you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting Who got you out my God For you I long For you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting that is Father Kevin McGoldrick and Oh God, You Are My God. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, in the latest Pope cast by Vatican News Salvatore Cernzio, Pope Francis listens to recorded questions of a group of young people who share their personal stories. To each, he responds with words of encouragement. The questions and his answers are featured in an Italian-language podcast produced by Vatican Radio News. The Pope's first podcast took place back in March for the 10th anniversary of his pontificate. And the young people featured in this second podcast represent a variety of backgrounds and age groups sharing their difficulties, but also their dynamism and hopes. Pope Francis listened to the story of Giona, who spoke about the challenges of being a believer while accepting the reality of having some challenges. The Pope offered words of encouragement, saying, God loves us just as we are, and that the Lord always accompanies us, always. Even if we are sinners, he draws near to help us. The Pope added, do not give up striving ahead. And he urged the young people in the podcast to make the effort to take part in all the World Youth Day events, calling it a worthwhile experience. They will find very fulfilling, marked by community, celebration, hope, and joy. David, we just heard back from our correspondent in Europe, Bernadette Curl. Right. Uh, if you go to our social media at Matra Day Radio, our Facebook page and Instagram, there's pictures of her on her first stopover. And tomorrow on the show, she recorded for us a little bit of what she's been doing so far. So we want to tune in tomorrow during the eight o'clock hour. Yeah, very good. Well, the Internal Revenue Service said Monday it is ending its decades-old policy of making unannounced home and business visits in an effort to help keep its workers safe and to combat scammers who pose as IRS agents. Effective immediately, revenue agents will no longer make unplanned visits to taxpayers' homes and businesses, except in a few unique circumstances, the Treasury Department said in a statement. The agency will instead mail letters to people to schedule meetings. The agency in recent years has experienced more threats, in part tied to conspiracy theories that agents were going to target middle-income taxpayers more aggressively after the passage of a climate, health care, and tax bill that provided $80 billion to step up tax collections. The agency said an increase in scam artists posing as IRS agents also had created confusion about unannounced home visits. Addressing an estimated 3,000 African-American Catholics from 80 dioceses across the United States gathered for Congress 13 of the National Black Catholic Congress in Washington metropolitan area. Washington Cardinal Wilton Gregory welcomed them to a family reunion, he called it, and encouraged them to center their lives on the Eucharist in order to bring Christ's love and hope to the world. Before his talk, a choir of about 125 singers led participants in singing stirring spirituals and gospel hymns as they stood, swayed, and clapped during the time of morning prayer and praise. 
welcoming people to this year's Congress. Washington Auxiliary Bishop Roy Campbell Jr., the president of the National Black Catholic Congress, said God brings us to where we are to do what he calls us to do. Cardinal-designate Christophe Pierre, the Apostolic Nuncio to the U.S., received a standing ovation when he appeared on the stage to greet the participants. The newly named Cardinal read a message from Pope Francis in which the pontiff praised the faith of the nation's black Catholics and offered an apostolic blessing to the Congress participants. In the message, Pope Francis encouraged them to be witnesses to the joy of the gospel in their days of shared prayer and dialogue and to build up the kingdom of God as missionary disciples of Jesus in today's world. Well, as heat waves and wildfire smoke continue to affect many parts of the United States, doctors are warning that people need to watch their heart health, particularly if they live in areas with high pollution levels. The risk of a deadly heart attack may double when people are exposed to extreme heat and high levels of particle pollution, the new study found. Published yesterday in the journal Circulation, the study found that extreme cold could also put patients at greater risk for a fatal heart attack. Older people and women seem to be most at risk. The study focused on the harm caused by the tiniest particulate matter that people can't see. It's so small that it can travel past the body's usual defenses. Instead of being breathed out, it can get stuck in the lungs or go into the bloodstream. The particles cause irritation and inflammation and can lead to respiratory problems. Long-term exposure can cause cancer, stroke, and a heart attack. Buried in the heart of the Oregon Cascades, the Blue Pool at Tamalich Falls is a huge attraction thanks to an incredible hike and crystal clear water where people often visit to swim, cliff jump. But in the near future, they may not be able to do so anymore. The site's popularity has only grown in recent years, turning it from a hidden gem into a social media sensation with thousands of posts about it on Instagram. But the increased online visibility has drawn more visitors seeking to take the plunge. State officials say the result has been an unacceptable rise in accidents and injuries. At least two people have fallen to their deaths from the cliffs over the years. And the past few weeks alone have seen about six different rescue operations at the remote site west of Sisters, according to officials with Sweet Home Fire and Rescues. Officials said many of the rescues happen because people slip on the trail or jump from cliffs, miss the water. But even if they make the jump successfully, the water is straight snow melt. So the frigid temperatures can cause people's bodies to quickly go into shock. State officials say they're working on a proposal to ban swimming at Blue Pool and install guardrails around the cliff's edge. Yeah, I've seen a story about that and how long... It takes rescuers to get there as well when there is an accident or an injury. Oh, and really? It's pretty significant. Oh, okay. Yeah. In sports, the FIFA Women's World Cup soccer tournament continues down under in Australia and New Zealand. In group play yesterday, it was Colombia over South Korea 2-0. to nil. And home country favorite New Zealand lost to the Philippines 1-0. Germany blanked Morocco 6-0, and Brazil shut out Panama for a zip. 
Early today, Switzerland and Norway ended in a 0-0 draw. So tomorrow, Team USA back in action, taking on the Netherlands. The Americans are coming off an opening win against Vietnam, while the Netherlands beat Portugal in its opener. For those familiar with the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage, the scallop shell is a welcome sight. It is a symbol that guides pilgrims along the way toward their ultimate destination and is frequently worn by those who embark on such a journey. The scallop shell can also be seen in medieval representations of St. James the Greater. Of course, today is his feast day. Well, as depiction of pilgrims, this ancient symbol, one that has become closely associated with the Camino and Christian pilgrimages in general. Now, part of it is due to certain legends surrounding the arrival of St. James' body in Spain. One story recounts that after James was martyred in Jerusalem in the year 44, his body was taken to Spain. And when the ship reached the shore, a horse was spooked and fell into the water. And the story goes on to say how both the horse and the rider were miraculously saved and came forth from the water covered in scallop shells. Mm. On a more practical level, scallop shells are naturally found on the coast of Galicia near the location of St. James' tomb. For pilgrims in the Middle Ages, the journey was typically done to fulfill a penance given by a priest in order to verify that the pilgrim did in fact reach the final destination. A local souvenir was required over time. Pilgrims began to take the scallop shells they found and then presented them as proof when they returned home with this in mind, the scallop shell was also used in the administration, the sacrament of baptism. Not only did it prove to be a practical tool to pour water on someone, it also carried that same symbolism of pilgrimage with it. Baptism is the start of the Christian journey. And so when a priest used a scallop shell to pour water on a child, he is initiating that child on a pilgrimage towards heaven. That's nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. We just got word of this here in uh, our emails. There is an incredible exhibit going on now all the way to August 10th. It is an iconography exhibit at Mount Angel Abbey Library. Classical Iconography Institute continues the tradition of egg tempera iconography, which began over 30 years ago at Mount Angel Abbey. This exhibit will feature professional icons written by students of the Classical Iconography Institute, the historic pigments, of earth okra and ground minerals they use and several ancient icons are on loan for this event. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I'd love to see that for mm-hmm. sure. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is one disciple at a time. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, 
and this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 744 Mater Day Radio. Just a slight chance of a shower early this morning. Then we're going to see some sunny skies later today. High of 81 degrees. Clear overnight tonight. Low of 56. And then sunny Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All in the low 80s. Looking very nice. Currently 63 degrees at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church in Milwaukee. And 64 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. What if the church radically shifted their focus of her mission to making disciples one person at a time? And would that change the number of Catholics we see attending church each week? And would their faith be experienced more profoundly? Well, in his new book, One Disciple at a Time, How to Lead Others to Dynamic, Engaged, Life-Changing Faith, author Everett Fritz shares practical steps for transforming our approach to living our faith and sharing it with others. Everett is the founder and executive director of Andrew Ministries and has a many years of experience in youth ministry. He's joining us today, too. Good morning, Everett. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Brenda. Well, first, Everett, before we get to your book, tell me what do you love about youth ministry? Because it is not a job for someone not willing to work hard and answer some tough questions. Yeah, I think, well, young people, I like to say if you can minister to young people, you can minister to anybody, because they're, they're a very difficult mission field. And I think that uh, as a whole, we're, the statistics show that we're losing young people like crazy in our, in our church. And a big part of that is, we, I think, is because we uh, have failed to, to understand and to know them and to, to walk with them, and to, then to put together approaches that uh, actually meet their needs. Um, I'm a big advocate that the way we do youth ministry in the church is not working, that it's obsolete. 
Uh, I think youth groups have run their course. I think religious education classes are uh, long obsolete. Um, it, you know, the, the approach that I advocate for is putting adult mentors in the lives of young people and having them uh, work with a handful of young people over a long period of time uh, in a small group dynamic, uh, which is much the way, the same way that Jesus did things. Well, Everett, with so many people leaving the church, and especially you talk about our young people and the way we approach it, so how can this approach of one disciple at a time be a better way when there are so many that we need to reach? Yeah, I do a lot of training of ministry professionals, and there was an exercise that I did with a group that I kind of stumbled upon. It just kind of came to me in the moment, and I said, let's let's do an exercise where I said, I want you to imagine everything you do in ministry— uh, is now somebody else's responsibility. Your pastor comes to you, new job description. He, he says all those programs you run are now somebody else's job. Uh, so you have freedom now to do something different. And he's going to double your salary so they communicate. This has tremendous value in terms of what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, and so the new job description that you have is to make one lifelong follower of Jesus Christ. And, and there's a reason that I, there's a couple reasons I want them to do this. The first being that I want them to recognize that one saint, one lifelong follower, one person who is sold out for the gospel, who gives everything they have, uh, has a much greater impact on the world than a thousand mediocre Catholics. So we're not trying to simply communicate the faith to pass on the messages to, to make mediocre Catholics. We want to create great saints, like a John Paul II, a Mother Teresa, etc. So then I want somebody to think through, what does it actually take to, to make somebody and form somebody into that saint? Uh, and I want them to think through the steps of, like, if you were really only responsible for ministering to one person, uh, how would you invite that person? Where would you meet with that person? What would you discuss? How would you dialogue? Uh, what are the kind of the, the conversations that you think would be most important to have? And I, and I had them, these ministry professionals do this exercise and really outline, well, what does it actually take? I was like, great, now take that. You just outline what it actually takes to make a, 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 a thing. And now compare it to what you're doing in ministry today. And in all likelihood, it looks entirely different. Uh, and I said, now you've just figured out what's wrong with your programs and your ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the way Jesus worked is, is he did not look out into the crowds and say, I need to convert the masses. In large part, his large group ministry was, was mostly a failure. Uh, at least in terms of the crowds eventually turned on him and, and had him killed. Um, but the ones who became lifelong followers of his and took his message and spread it all over the world were the 12. And even among 12, he had three. And even among three, he focused in on one. And so there's, there's something to the relationship between Jesus and Simon Peter that I really do believe that the divine plan for conquering the world and spreading the gospel to the entire world was to build on top of Peter. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And so if you really look at the way Jesus ministers to Peter— uh, and his relationship here, and the fact that, that God's divine plan for conquering the world was, I'm going to focus in on Peter, and once I figure out how to make this simple fisherman into a great saint, I'll move from Peter to James and John, and then from there to, to the additional uh, nine, uh, making 12, and then from 12 to 72, and so on and so forth. And that's the, the impetus for good ministries, that in order to really create large, effective life-changing and big impact ministries, we actually have to focus smaller uh, in order to grow bigger. To radically shift our focus to making disciples one person at a time? Well, obviously, that is not a new idea. Christ himself did that. You can learn more in Everett's new book, One Disciple at a Time. It is out by 
Ave Maria Press. Well, let's open up this book. Now, is this written, though, then for that parish staff or office of evangelization who are in charge of sharing the the message and sharing the faith? Or can any group or even a, a, a person themselves find takeaway in your pages? You know, when I started writing the book, I, I thought I was writing for the ministry professional. And honestly, the, the biggest uh, question that I get in the consulting work that I do uh, is, from a small group leader that we're training, they ask, well, what do I actually do in the small group? And they're looking for me to hand them a program. I'm like, no, I want you to learn how to actually minister to a person. And so I started writing it thinking like, oh, ministry professionals will take this and they'll hand it to their volunteers and hopefully have good discussions accordingly. But I got about a third of the way into the book in terms of writing it. And I realized, I was like, I'm not writing this for ministry professionals anymore. This is a calling of every Christian. Uh, the command of Jesus was to go and make disciples of all nations. And that's not something that our, our priests do or our nuns do or those who work for the church do. That's a calling to everyone. Mm. And in particular, the work of evangelization is more the work of the laity than it is the work of the priesthood. Uh, and, and so I realized, I was like, no, this is uh, the call to action. By the, by the time you get to the end of the book, the call to action is the same. Like every single Catholic should read this book and every single Catholic should take uh, the calling to heart. And if every single Catholic met, went and made one other disciple, we would multiply like rabbits. I mean, we would multiply rapidly. So the, the hope is that uh, by, by the end of the book, by the time I was done writing it, my hope was that everybody would read it uh, and, and really take to heart the message and the calling and take seriously Jesus' command to go and make disciples. But it's definitely a book that every staff person working at a church should read, your small group, your mom's group. Well, and really every individual, it is one disciple at a time, how to lead others to dynamic, engaged, life-changing faith. The author is Everett Fritz. You can get a copy from Ave Maria Press. Everett, though, you are also the founder and executive director at Andrew Ministries. Tell our listeners a little bit more about it. Yeah, so the, uh, I founded Andrew Ministries in, in 2016, uh, it was really on, on a prayer I uh, just felt, <laughs> as, as I, with anything in my life, when I get frustrated, I start to pray about it. And when I pray about it, I start to hear Jesus say, well, you go do it. Go that, fix it. Uh, that's <laughs> usually how it works. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think for me, I, I realized that there had been a, a pretty significant shift in youth culture uh, over the course of the last several years that the young people I was ministering to, um, they weren't becoming lifelong followers, even though they were participating in our dynamic programs. And I really started to question the youth group model. Uh, this was back in 2010, 2011. I started to question, is what I'm doing actually working? And I, I ended up flipping my model of youth ministry, uh, doubling the size of it in a year's time. But more importantly, the, the young people we were working with, when we followed them long term, we found that they were sticking with their faith. And so the work of Andrew Ministries is that we exclusively coach a small group discipleship approach to, um, to, youth, to youth ministry. Uh, I work with uh, dioceses, with parishes, uh, to, to basically throw out the models that aren't working and uh, say, look, I want, rather than one big large group, I want 12 small groups. I want 20 small groups. I want uh, these groups meeting on a, for four to five years, uh, walking with each other and really learning from the, the example of the rabbi, which is uh, the adult mentors that we train. Well, I encourage every youth minister listening to check out Andrew Ministries, every parent who's trying to raise a faithful teenager, 
Should definitely look at the resources there too. Uh, Everett, I sure appreciate your time today. It's a great book. I encourage our listeners to check it out. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend today. Thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it being on the show. It is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Thursday. Excuse me, Tuesday. I'm trying to zip through the week. Wow, I got excited there for half a second. <laughs> Tuesday it is. Hey, have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, like to get rid of it? How about donating it to Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program? Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Really a quick and easy process, just a couple of forms to fill out, and you're good to go. Likely tax deduction for you as well. Nice. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Modern Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Dei Radio. 7.57 at Mater Dei Radio. Wildfire update for you in the news. That's coming up. Peanuts, crackers, jacks. Let me start that over again. Peanuts. Peanuts, Cracker jacks. Yes. Baseball, Catholics. Okay. Tell you about this great evening coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. It was supposed to be like any other fishing trip. James and his brothers loaded up the boats with their nets and set out into the evening to catch what they could. Hours went by and there was nothing, not a fish in their nets. Then a stranger invited them to try one more time. Hesitant at first, they went back out to try. It was this moment that started James and his brothers on the journey of a lifetime to follow Christ as his first disciples. Their nets were overflowing with fish, threatening to sink them on the spot. They couldn't resist the invitation to become fishers of men. James the Greater went on to follow Christ throughout his life of ministry where he witnessed Jesus' transfiguration on Mount Tabor, was in the Garden of Gethsemane before the Passion, 
and even spread the gospel following the resurrection throughout Israel, Rome, and eventually Spain. St. James also fell short along the way, seemingly perverting power and authority of the church. He wanted Jesus to call down fire on Samaritans just because they refused to host them. He also argued about who would get to sit at the right hand of Jesus in heaven. And to top it all off, he fled in fear in the garden when Jesus was led off to be crucified, only to see his teacher and friend after the resurrection. The actions of St. James wouldn't necessarily make me immediately think he was the greater, and he was simply given the title to differentiate between St. James the Lesser, who was another famous apostle. What his actions do show is that he was a human, trying to know Christ, to figure out what exactly the Son of Man desired for his church. He fell, just as so many Christians and leaders of the faith before us have, but he still went on to proclaim the good news until his martyrdom. He became the first martyr of the faith in 44 AD when he was beheaded by King Herod Agrippa for preaching the story of salvation he had come to live and know firsthand. St. James wasn't permitted a burial, so some of his fellow Christians took his body to Compostela, Spain, where they had ministered for years. The cathedral he was eventually put to rest in became a popular pilgrimage destination, prompting Pope Leo to declare it a shrine. He was so beloved by the Spanish armies that they would cry out Santiago or St. James as they rushed into battle. I want to wrap up today with a prayer to St. James that I invite you to use in your own prayer time today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O glorious Apostle St. James, who by reason of thy fervent and generous heart was chosen by Jesus to be a witness of his glory on Mount Tabor and his agony in Gethsemane, thou whose very name is a symbol of warfare and victory, obtain for us strength and consolation in the unending warfare of this life, that having constantly and generously followed Jesus, we may be victors in the strife and deserve to receive the victor's crown in heaven. St. James the Greater, patron of pilgrims and soldiers, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Matra Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app today. Details can be found at matradayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news this morning, the latest on wildfires in Oregon. There are now seven burning throughout the state that have caused 21 minor injuries with several structures being burned down due to the fires. Those are the numbers in a report from Jean Nelson-Dean, a spokesperson for the Northwest Interagency Coordination Center. The largest is still the flat fire burning near Agnes in southern Oregon at over 22,000 acres. It is only 3% contained. More than 1,200 firefighters are on the lines there. Officials say the fire was human-caused and is under investigation. The state's second largest blaze, the Golden Fire, was spotted Saturday nine miles north of Bonanza in Klamath County and has since burned over 2,000 acres and threatened 100 nearby homes. It is 0% contained. Investigators have not determined its cause. And that large fire continues to burn in Washington state in Klickitat County. That is over 51,000 acres with no containment. You know, some of these fires, they're just so hard to battle because of their locations. But until you get the rainy seasons that roll around in the fall, they're tough to put out. I mean, you may need that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Celebrating Native American Catholics cultures and traditions along with a special mass with Archbishop Bernard Hebda of St. Paul and Minneapolis were the focus of the 84th annual Tekawitha Conference in the Twin Cities. Several hundred people travel by bus from a hotel in Bloomington, Minnesota, where most of the North American Conference was held to the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul for a cultural day that included morning water ceremony with prayers and hymns honoring God's gift of this precious resource and its life-giving importance. In his homily at Mass in the auditorium, which was celebrated in English with hymns sung in Ojibwe and English, Archbishop Hebda spoke of the importance of elders, including grandparents, and he thanked those gathered for the way they enrich the church and teach about faith and life. After Mass, conference organizers gave blankets of appreciation that were placed on the shoulders of several organizers and supporters of the Tekawitha Conference, including Archbishop Hebda. The blankets are an Ojibwe way to honor people, Hebda Beeksma said, by wrapping them in your love and prayers. A long time Portlanders will certainly remember one of the first coffee chains in the Portland area, Coffee People, with the slogan, Good coffee and no backtalk. Well, his co-founder, Jim Roberts, passed away recently at the age of 74. Along with coffee people, Roberts, along with his partner, Patty, are credited with opening one of America's first drive through coffee shops, Motor Mocha, which debuted on Northeast Grand Avenue in 1990, where it attracted national attention. Jim and Patty met in Eugene in the late 1960s, and after a couple of failed coffee ventures, they opened their first coffee people in the Rose City in 1983 and started to expand. After some financial setbacks, the company merged with Canada's second cup and then that later sold. The couple eventually opened Jim and Patty's that now has four Portland locations. So a lot of folks remember the coffee Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, quite a history. Well, Trader Joe's is recalling two cookie products that because they may contain rocks the grocery chain announced last week the recall impacts trader joe's almond windmill cookies and trader joe's dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies with sell-by dates ranging from october 17 2023 to october 21st 2023 according to trader joe's the recall cookies have been removed from store shelves and destroyed but the company is urging consumers to to check their cabinets, get a refund. They said if you purchased or received any donations of almond wimo cookies or the dark chocolate chunk almond cookies, please do not eat them. Trader Joe's wrote in its announcement instructing customers to throw away the products or return them to any store for a full refund. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience, Trader Joe's said, and did not specify how the rocks may have made their way into the cookies and just noted that the company was alerted of the potential foreign material by a Ooh, supplier. It makes me cringe just thinking just about that. Just can you imagine? Yeah. It's probably little yeah. and you just bite on it and you get, you get that yeah. crunch on your on your teeth all right uh in sports as the national football league season draws near the washington commanders have new ownership nfl owners unanimously approved the sale to a group headed by josh harris who reportedly purchased the team from daniel snyder for over six billion dollars Part of the ownership group is NBA legend Magic Johnson. The Hall of Famer said Washington could also see another name change. 
You may recall Washington retired its original name in 2020 following years of criticism that it was insensitive to Native Americans. They used the name the Washington football team for two seasons before deciding to adopt the Commanders last season. So that'll be interesting to see if they change the name again. That would be. Hmm. Yeah. So that'll be hard to that's that's hard to label a team when you go through basically three names yeah. in just as many years, it seems mm-hmm. like. Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks, David, they're currently second in their division, are planning to host the Diocese of Phoenix in their first ever Catholic night coming up on September 29th. Along with discounted tickets, the franchise will pass out hats with both the team emblem and the logo of the diocese on them. The team will also donate a portion of each ticket to the diocese Catholic schools. So the night's going to kick off at 640 for a game between the Diamondbacks and Patrick's Houston Astros. We're currently in second in their division. In attendance at the game will be Bishop John Dolan. The Knights expected to draw a full house with an estimated 1.7 million Catholics living within the Diocese of Phoenix. Catholics showed up in droves last year's Faith Night, which was popular enough the diocese to seek their own night for Catholics in the ballpark. This is the first year they are running a Catholic night, but if successful, the diocese hopes to make it an annual affair. Tickets to the games, they said, will be discounted, allowing families to attend with ease on their purse string. The Diamondbacks have pledged that $5 of each ticket will go to the Diocese Catholic School Support 365, with dozens of Catholic elementary school and seven Catholic high schools serving more than 15,000 students in the diocese. There is much that these donations can do. So with the capacity of 48,519 seats in Chase Field, the diocese could take home nearly $250,000 wow. in ticket sales alone. Bishop Dolan noted that since the Diamondbacks partnered with the diocese, they have been on a tear, coming back over 500 and getting on track for the first winning record in four seasons. Mm. The prelate teased, perhaps there is some divine Divine intervention intervention. in the mix before encouraging the faithful to come and show support for Arizona's major league baseball team. You know who they should be playing? The angels. The angels or, (laughs) or the Padres. Padres. Oh, even better. Everybody notes that since the Padres went back to their brown and uh, yellow uniforms, they've been doing better. Not, not so much this year though. Uh, Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. is Mass at the Grotto for the Feast of St. Anne and Joachim. Join the Servite community for a special outdoor evening Mass in honor of Saints Anne and Joachim. In case of inclement weather, it will be held in the Chapel of Mary, but at this point... Looks like it's going to be a pretty nice evening tomorrow. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Have a homily highlight coming up with Father Tim at Queen of Peace in Salem right after the forecast. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. It's barbecue time once again at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. Hi, it's Brenda from the Morning Blend. Join me and the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows for their 60th annual family barbecue on Sunday, August 6th. Hello, this is Sister Anne-Marie. And this is Sister Therese. Be a part of our celebration of family, friends, and good food. You can choose takeout drive through or eat outside on the retreat grounds. We will be serving you your favorites, including mouth-watering hamburgers, pulled pork, or grilled chicken. Find all the details at olpretreat.org. Mark your calendars for Sunday, August 6th, as the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows host their 60th annual family barbecue. Catch this tasty summer treat with Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We'll, we'll see you there. It is 8-11 here at Mater Day Radio. We've got some morning clouds, but the sun is going to show up this afternoon. Temperature is going to rise throughout the day, also getting all the way to the low 80s by this afternoon under partly sunny skies. If you're headed east, David had been talking about this, of the Cascades, you're going to encounter that wildfire smoke and some air quality issues. Overnight tonight, we are going to cool off to 56 degrees, then more sunshine tomorrow, highs at 82 and looks like just a beautiful summer week ahead. Mm-hmm. 57 degrees at St. Philip Church in Dallas. And 62 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland, Washington. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And we head down to Salem this morning for our Homily Highlight from Father Tim Makaitis at Queen of Peace Church. One thought that immediately came to my mind in reading this gospel the other day was, where did all these dandelions come from? <laughs> no doubt, unless you're a meticulous lawn keeper, as I know some, some folks are. <laughs> Golf courses don't have any dandelions. You know, they, they care for them very, very, very carefully. But, you know, you go out on your lawn and say, where did all these dandelions come from? You know, so... Uh, the point of this parable is, uh, is really more profound than it may seem on the surface. In understanding it, let's go back to a little bit of ancient Jewish history. The Jewish people have had a history of oppression and slavery and freedom and oppression and captivity and slavery and freedom over and over again over the centuries. There's no doubt that they are a people who have suffered greatly, even the modern nation of Israel. 
very delicate political situations. We're not going to get into that. But the point is, if you look at the history of Judaism, from the very beginning, they were slaves. The Hebrew people were slaves under the heavy hand of Pharaoh in Egypt. And in that slavery, they suffered greatly, and they cried out, uh, and Moses cried out on their behalf, and God freed them. And then they went wandering in the desert and eventually ended in the Promised Land, where they found many others living in the Promised Land as well, around the area. They were not alone there. This tiny nation of people, this tiny group of Hebrews that were wandering in the desert, being formed and as God revealed himself to us, uh, to, to them, they became over time this nation, and Joshua led them then into the Promised Land. But then we fast forward in history, we see eventually as they grew up and developed, the Assyrians came in and conquered them. And then later the Babylonians came in and destroyed the temple and took them off captive. And then farther up, 500 years later, the Romans come. They don't destroy the city, they simply take it captive under the heavy hand of the Roman emperors and the Roman uh, Empire, ancient Roman Empire and all its glory and power extended that far east to the eastern Mediterranean and this little tiny nation became uh, captured and occupied by the hand of the heavy Romans. It was believed in Jewish history that there would be four kingdoms that would overcome this Jewish nation. And the final kingdom would be the kingdom of God that would come and free them and send the Messiah who will raise them up as a mighty people. And so we had the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the third, the Romans, and now the fourth kingdom comes, the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus began his preaching. The kingdom of heaven has come. And so there's no wonder that people were attracted to these words of Jesus and the power that he displayed and the power of his charismatic preaching that they were enamored and wondered to themselves, is this man the Messiah? Has the kingdom of God really come? And now, rather than being under the heavy hand, the fear of the Assyrians, the Egyptians, the Assyrians, Babylonians, and the Romans, now finally God has come in this last and final kingdom to now occupy this, this land, and the Messiah then will lead us to be a mighty nation. So it went in Jewish history. Even today, the modern nation of Israel, after the Romans themselves finally destroyed the temple and the people never returned, even today the mighty nation, the, the, the nation of Israel is surrounded by enemies. They want to see that nation obliterated off the face of the earth. And so it's no wonder then that they find themselves in a constant defensive posture. Jesus comes with a new kind of kingdom. And today in the parables, which is a very typical way of rabbinic teaching, we heard last week, you remember the parable, the sower and the seed. And today, Jesus continues that same image. And he says, the kingdom of heaven is like. He doesn't say the kingdom of heaven is this or that. He said the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's not this, but it's like it. We use this sort of language all the time in speaking sometimes to one another. 
you know, this, uh, your eyes are like stars. They come out and twinkle every night. What a beautiful thing maybe to say to your husband or wife or some such kinds of things. Uh, so we use this analogous language to explain things that are perhaps beyond words. In this case, it's Jesus who is gradually revealing the mysteries of God to us, not by revealing what they directly are, but what they are like, that we might ponder these images and come to understand these mysteries more deeply. So as hopeful as the people were, the kind of kingdom that they were imagining was not exactly what Jesus was revealing to them, but a spiritual kingdom, a kingdom that would not conquer other nations, but a kingdom that would transform their lives so that they may go out and begin to renew that same kind of transformation in the world around them. So the kingdom of heaven is like in the other two parables in the gospel today, mustard seed and yeast and dough. There's one theme running through all of this, and that is the theme of, of growth. Weeds and wheat grow together. Mustard seed, as tiny and insignificant as it seems, is planted and grows into a large bush of some mysterious power that changes a tiny seed into a large bush. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast in dough, folded in the dough. The dough, mysteriously, of power begins to grow into something larger, expands in size. We might know the chemical reasons for that, but the analogy is important. Because what is telling us that God's kingdom is something within us, that he plants that seed within our hearts. And that seed that is planted, like last week's parable about the seed that found good soil, that seed of faith, that seed of goodness and grace begins to grow in us and expands over time. But patience, and God, of course, has all the patience in the world, patience and trust. It's interesting that the farmer of the field, when it was discovered that weeds were growing right next to his wheat, didn't tell his servants, go out and pull up those weeds. Well, apparently the kind of wheat, the kind of weeds, rather, that, that the, Jesus was referring to this parable was something called darnel, was sort of scourge of ancient farmers, particularly those growing wheat because in its beginning stages, it looked very much like wheat itself. It was difficult to distinguish between the two. Only when maturity came could they tell the difference. But in the beginnings, no, don't pull. You might be pulling up wheat at the same time. Let good and evil exist together, side by side. Wherever there is good, you will find bad not far behind it. Whenever we find ourselves growing in our spiritual life, serious about our prayer, serious about doing good for others, serious about attending Mass regularly, whenever we find ourselves kind of really taking our faith seriously and putting it into practice, we always find not far behind some opposition, some difficulty, some weeds that are pushing us or tempting us the other way. The reality of the world 
is that God allows good and evil to exist together side by side. But the farmer never doubts the power of good. The farmer never doubts the power and strength of the wheat that has been planted. He allows them to grow together until harvest time and doesn't worry about the weeds choking off the wheat because he knows that the seeds he plants are, more, are stronger than the enemy planting his seeds. And yet every one of us is challenged, I think, in this parable to look at our own spiritual life, to look at our own lives, to recognize maybe where I've allowed weeds and wheat to grow together in my life. And what seeds am I planting? Once, what seeds do I allow to be planted within me? And how serious am I about rooting out and allowing that wheat to grow stronger in my life? So though it may be a comment about the, the state of the world in which we live, and we don't have to look very far to find weeds and wheat growing side by side, even in the church itself, of course. Even though it's about all of that, it's also about our personal growth in Christ together. We should not be surprised, you know, those as disappointing or as upsetting as it can be, we should not be surprised then that in the church, we see both weeds and wheat growing side by side. Studying the history of the church, the history of Christianity, we have seen both saints and sinners growing at the same time. The church has produced the martyrs of, of, of the church who sacrificed their lives for the sake of the gospel in the first centuries. Great saints that have risen up in times of reform and brought goodness to the world and continue to do so by their memory and their grace. We've seen ordinary people who rise up, who do courageous things. The church has produced all of this, but the church has also produced <clears throat> some pretty awful popes. We go back to the time of the Renaissance and study the, the Renaissance papacy. It's kind of, you know, amazing, but upsetting, but interesting in the sense that None of those popes ever destroyed the church as scandal-ridden as they were. They never destroyed the church because the weeds, that, the wheat that God has planted within the church is always stronger. And so side by side, we're called to recognize evil when we see it and to stay on the side of good. That's the grace of this parable. And allow that grace to grow in you. The power to be changed the power to be transformed by the wheat that God has planted within every one of us. Every time we come together for the Holy Eucharist <clears throat> around the Lord's table, we consume the source of those seeds, Christ himself. And then we go out and begin to plant, plant good seeds in the world around us where we are. May that be our challenge and our grace to be able to do that, of course. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Tim Mekaitis, pastor at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. You can listen to that homily again or any of our great locally produced shows. Just listen to the podcast. You'll find them at materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to all of it on the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, and the IRS says it is discontinuing a longtime policy. We'll tell you about it in the news. And in another episode of The Pope Cast, Pope Francis tells young people, don't give up and keep striving ahead. I'll have that story for you coming up in news in three minutes. Here is Ali Alia with Race Along. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
And race along. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the latest Pope cast by Vatican News Salvatore Cernzio, Pope Francis listens to recorded questions of a group of young people who share their personal stories. To each, he responds with words of encouragement. The questions and his answers are featured in an Italian-language podcast produced by Vatican Radio and Vatican News. The Pope's first podcast took place back in March for the 10th anniversary of his pontificate. Young people featured in this second podcast represent a variety of backgrounds and age groups sharing their difficulties, but also their dynamism and hopes. Pope Francis listened to the story of Giona, who spoke about the challenges of being a believer while accepting the reality of having challenges. The Pope offered words of encouragement, saying God loves us just as we are. and The Lord always accompanies us, always. Even if we are sinners, he draws near to help us. The Pope added, do not give up and keep striving ahead and urge the young people in the Pope cast to make the effort to take part in all the World Youth Day events, calling it a worthwhile experience they will find very fulfilling. What are the chances I get Pope Francis on my On The Go podcast? Is he, would he be coming up? That would be good. You might need a translator. I don't know who you yeah. know that speaks Italian English. Yeah, we could find someone. I'm see if sure. you can get that arranged. Okay, I'll, I'll give that a shot. The Internal Revenue Service said Monday it is ending its decades-old policy of making unannounced home and business visits in an effort to help keep its workers safe and to combat scammers who pose as IRS agents. Effective immediately, revenue agents will no longer make unplanned visits to taxpayers' homes and businesses, except in a few unique circumstances, the Treasury Department said in a statement. The agency will instead mail letters to people to schedule meetings. The agency in recent years has experienced more threats, in part tied to conspiracy theories that agents were going to target middle-income taxpayers more aggressively after the passage of a climate, health care, and tax bill that provided $80 billion to step up tax collections. The agency said an increase in scam artists posing as IRS agents also had created confusion about unannounced home visits. Addressing an estimated 3,000 African-American Catholics from 80 dioceses across the United States gathered for Congress 13 of the National Black Catholic Congress in the Washington metropolitan area, Washington Cardinal Gregory uh, Wilton Gregory welcomed them to 
a family reunion and encourage them to center their lives on the Eucharist in order to bring Christ's love and hope to the world. Before his talk, a choir of about 125 singers led participants in singing, stirring spirituals and gospel hymns as they stood, swayed and clapped during the time of morning prayer and praise. Welcoming people to this year's Congress, Washington Auxiliary Bishop Roy Campbell Jr., the president of the National Black Catholic Congress, said, God brings us to where we are to do what he calls us to do. And Cardinal-designate Christophe Pierre, the Apostolic Nuncio to the U.S., received a standing ovation when he appeared on the stage to greet the participants. The newly named Cardinal read a message from Pope Francis in which the pontiff praised the faith of the nation's black Catholics and offered an apostolic blessing to the Congress participants. In the message, Pope Francis encouraged them to be witnesses to the joy of the gospel in their days of shared prayer and dialogue to build up the kingdom of God as missionary disciples of Jesus in today's world. Well, as heat waves and wildfire smoke continue to affect many parts of the United States, doctors are warning that people need to watch their heart health, particularly if they live in areas with high pollution levels. The risk of a deadly heart attack may double when people are exposed to extreme heat and high levels of particle pollution, a new study found. Published yesterday in the journal Circulation, the study found that extreme cold could also put patients at greater risk for a fatal heart attack. Now, older people and women seem to be most at risk. The study focused on the harm caused by the tiniest particle matter that people can't see. It's so small that it can travel past the body's usual defenses. Instead of being breathed out, it can get stuck in the lungs or go into the bloodstream. The particles cause irritation and inflammation and can lead to respiratory problems. Long-term exposure can cause cancer, stroke, and a heart attack. Buried in the heart of the Oregon Cascades, the Blue Pool at Temelich Falls is a huge attraction thanks to an incredible hike and crystal clear water where people often visit to swim and cliff jump. But in the near future, they may not be able to do so anymore. The site's popularity has only grown in recent years, turning it from a hidden gem into a social media sensation with thousands of posts about it on Instagram. But the increased in online visibility has drawn more visitors seeking to take the plunge. State officials say the result has been an unacceptable rise in accidents and injuries. At least two people have fallen to their deaths from the cliffs over the years, and the past few weeks alone have seen about six different rescue operations at the remote site west of Sisters, according to officials with Sweet Home Fire and Rescue. Officials said many of the rescues happen because people slip on the trail or jump from cliffs to miss the water. But even if they make the jump successfully, the water is straight snow melt. So the frigid temperatures can cause people's bodies to quickly go into shock. State officials say they're working on a proposal to ban swimming at Blue Pool and instead and install guardrails around the cliff's ledge. Mm. In sports, the FIFA Women's World Cup soccer tournament continues down under in both Australia and New Zealand. 
So in group play yesterday, it was Colombia over South Korea 2-0. And home country favorite New Zealand lost to the Philippines 1-0. Germany blanked Morocco 6-0. And Brazil shut out Panama for zip. Early today, Switzerland and Norway ended in a 0-0 draw. So tomorrow, Team USA back in action, taking on the Netherlands. The Americans are coming off an opening win against Vietnam, while the Netherlands beat Portugal in its opener. For those familiar with the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage, the scallop shell is a welcome sight. It is a symbol that guides pilgrims along the way towards their ultimate destination and is frequently worn by those who embark on such a journey. The scallop shell can also be seen in medieval representations of St. James the Greater, as well as basic depictions of pilgrims. Today, we celebrate the feast day of St. James the Greater. In an ancient symbol, one that has become closely associated with the Camino and Christian pilgrimage in general, Part of it was due to certain legends surrounding the arrival of St. James' body in Spain. One story recounts that after James was martyred in Jerusalem in the year 44, his body was taken to Spain. And when the ship reached the shore, a horse was spooked and fell into the water. The story goes on to say how both the horse and the rider were miraculously saved and came forth from the water covered in scallop shells. On a more practical level, scallop shells are naturally found on the coast of Galicia, near the location of St. James' tomb. For pilgrims in the Middle Ages, the journey was typically done to fulfill a penance given by a priest. In order to verify that the pilgrim did in fact reach the final destination, a local souvenir was required. Over time... Pilgrims began to take the scallop shells they found and then presented them as proof when they returned home. With this in mind, the scallop shell was also used in the administration of the sacrament of baptism. Not only did it prove to be a practical tool to pour water on someone, it also carried that same symbolism of pilgrimage with it. Baptism is the start of the Christian's journey, and so when a priest uses a scallop shell to pour water on a child, he is initiating that child on a pilgrimage towards heaven. Uh, Deacon Scott, he went on the trail, didn't he? Uh, he did not do the uh, Santia, the Camino. He went on a pilgrimage from Assisi to Rome. Oh, okay. That was about a two-week walk that he took uh, with a, a brother deacon. Nice. Ah. Uh, incredible journey and that might be a good start for somebody who's thinking about doing the Camino further down the line right yeah no I'd love to do that that'd be awesome it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community well David I'd love to see you participate in this event okay beginning on a Monday running all week long is the higher calling Ropes Camp at Camp Yamhill. <laughs> yes. Higher Calling Ropes Camp is a week-long Catholic camp experience where incoming 6th through 12th graders campers come together for daily mass, music games, and daily low and high ropes course challenges 
in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Higher Calling Ropes Camp is the combined effort of many youth ministers and parishes throughout the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Remember, you can find more details on these and many other events happening in our area. Head over to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at matradayradio.com. You'll also have access to the community calendar with an integrated map system. Just download the free Hail Mary media app. You know, I always felt bad for St. James the Lesser. Right? Yeah. Because I, who wants to be less than? <laughs> yes. There's lots of stories about St. James the Greater and St. James the Lesser. One might have been older, one younger, one taller, one yeah. shorter. They might even have been related. Okay. I, I just wonder how they got those titles, you know. <laughs> That's a good question. Who gave them that. Nonetheless, I don't want to be the lesser. <laughs> well, you're not. That's right. You know, it's Tuesday. That means it is Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kenzie going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Brianne Zolfo of Crown Point, Indiana, owns a small coffee shop called Cafe Fresco, and she uses it to help her community practice good deeds. As reported on the Today Show, it all started several years ago. When the shop wasn't busy, Brianne would write inspirational quotes on the cups she would give to her customers. That proved popular, so she began writing suggestions for good deeds on the insides of sleeves of coffee. She encouraged customers to donate to homeless shelters or charities and take a photo of themselves doing it. In exchange, she would give them a free cup of coffee. Brianne said, We planted a small seed in Crown Point, and now people are spreading our mission to other cities and states. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 845 in Mater Day Radio. Well, a really nice forecast ahead. There was a slight chance of a shower this morning, but uh, that may have passed by now. Sunny later today, high of 81 degrees, then it's going to be clear overnight tonight, low of 56. Then how about these next few days? 
Wednesday, sunny, 82. Thursday, sunny, 82. Friday, Sunday, 83. Saturday, Sunday, 82. So. Well, th- that's it. Don't let everybody know around the country. This yeah. is what summers are like in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. That is uh, pretty consistent right there. Currently, it is... Get back to my temperature here. Sorry about that. 64 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 66 degrees at Immaculate Heart Church in Portland. As David said, once again, it's time to welcome our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, Sarah Kenzie, into the studio live. She is joining us today because another great email is headed to your inbox this afternoon. Sarah is joining us to let us know about what's showing up today. Good morning, Sarah. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. It's Have you ever, let me ask you this. Yes. Been on pilgrimage to World Youth Day. I have not. It's something I, I uh, unfortunately have not gotten to do. But I have, I have been on uh, some pilgrimages, though, which, which has also been a big blessing. For many people, most people, in fact, will never have the opportunity to go to World Youth Day. But for some very fortunate and blessed young people, well, the pilgrimage is beginning. Our friend, our, our intern that was with us last year, Bernadette Curl. She is on the ground in Europe, already setting some things for us and about what she's been doing. Tell our listeners a little bit about this. Yes, yeah, so Bernadette just sent us uh, our first update uh, at, on her trip, on her pilgrimage. And uh, so we've shared some of those photos on our website and also on our social media. And so uh, you'll be able to see some of her pictures from their first stop in Paris. Uh, Bernadette went with the Missionaries of the Holy Spirit a group, and they have a, a big group, I think of about 70 some people. And uh, actually, if you tune in tomorrow, I believe, you'll be able to hear an audio uh, message from Bernadette. So she's kind of giving us little updates as her schedule allows, you know, having to find a quiet place or somewhere with reception. It's it's a little difficult, uh, but she's, you know, persevering and sending us those updates, which is really exciting. So if you tune in tomorrow on the Morning Blend, you'll be able to hear that update uh, directly from Bernadette herself. If you go to our social media page, I guess Instagram and on Facebook, you posted some of the pictures yes. that she had sent us. David, one of the pictures, she visited a cathedral uh, in, Paris, in Paris, I think it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is virtually the entire church and it's huge. Wow. Stained glass windows, mm. like wall to wall to wall, mm-hmm. stained glass windows. It is the, the most incredible thing I have ever seen. It's beautiful. It's uh, Saint Chapelle. Saint uh, Chapelle. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it, for listeners, go to uh, look at those pictures and then tune in tomorrow and hear where in the world is Bernadette. <laughs> and I think she's got some exciting things coming up. That email is, in fact, coming up this afternoon, and you always highlight one of our great interviews that we are able to talk with our wonderful different people in ministries around the uh, diocese. David recently talked with Natalie Wood, Executive Director at Catholic Charities of Oregon. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I highlighted this interview. Uh, David, you always have such great interviews with Natalie. She usually comes in about 
once a month mm-hmm. to give us an update on what's happening at Catholic Charities. And I enjoyed this one because it, it really uh, gives people some ideas for how they can volunteer, how they can you know, be part of what Catholic Charities is doing in our community. Um, so I really loved that Natalie laid those options out. You also talked about uh, interns and, and how there's internship experiences available for people at Catholic Charities. Uh, we were talking about our own interns for this summer. We have uh, several this year. And um, David asked Natalie, well, what kind of opportunities are available at Catholic Charities? And um, so, yeah, just just some good information for people to know for internships, volunteer opportunities. And Natalie just has such a wonderful heart for the work that she does and, and the dignity of each person that that Catholic Charities serves. And I felt like that really came through in this interview. So um, just a great interview. And I encourage all of you to go listen. Yeah, the thing about so many organizations, Catholic organizations, that volunteers, they're really the lifeblood of the the organizations. If they didn't have the volunteers, they would not be able to operate or provide the level of services that they do offer. And uh, Catholic Charities, uh, ourselves, you think about share and yes. the people who come in and help us during share uh, the phone volunteers, and, and so many others that... Uh, I, I love that, what Natalie talked about with their volunteers and how important it is to their organization. David, you and I have also talked before, and Sarah, I'm sure you feel this way too. For those of us that volunteer, we provide a service. We help people who are in need through various ways, but it's always what we get back as a volunteer that is so unexpected and incredible. Here you want to give your time to help somebody else and Wow, the the blessing and and just real generosity that we receive back mm-hmm. in order to do that, uh, it, it, oh, it yeah. makes it, it just a wonderful way to serve the community. And that's what Natalie said. They get people who come in and volunteer, and they have been there, you know, long time right? because they just appreciate so much that opportunity. It is a Tech Tuesday. It is here on Mater Day Radio. Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager, joining us today. There are so many great things that the app can do if people download the Hail Mary media app. One of the things they have access to is the community calendar. It's integrated into the mapping system so people can open up the calendar and well, plug it into their car and get right to where they need to be. Tell the listeners what else they have access to, some of the things on the app that they can do and, and get started using it for free today. Yes, yeah, so the community calendar is great. Uh, you can also listen live to our broadcast. So even if you are out traveling on vacation or a pilgrimage and you want to tune in, uh, you can just listen live wherever you are. All of our podcasts are there. All of our prayer uh, library is there. We have different sections about learning different aspects of the faith. Um, There's a news section. So there's all kinds of things that you can find on the app. In fact, we just talked today about that iconography exhibit that is opening up. It looks to be a great event. You have lots of days that you can get there to see it. Yes, I actually saw uh, photos from the setup yesterday, and it looked amazing. Um, It's just they're all set up at the back of the Abbey Library, and it just looked great. So, uh, yeah, I encourage people to check that out. And I encourage people to check out today's email. If you are not getting that, head over to our webpage and sign up for our weekly emails. And you can access so many more things on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Jude. Let us pray. Glorious St. Jude, with faith in your goodness, we ask your help today. As one of Christ's chosen apostles, you remain a pillar and foundation of his church on earth. You are counted, we know, among the elders who always stand before God's throne. From your place of glory, we know you do not forget the needs and difficulties of Christ's little ones here, still struggling, like me, on the way home to God. Please intercede for us all, gracious St. Jude, and be with us in our daily toil and in all our necessities. In Christ's name, we appeal to you again today. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast for today. Some morning clouds, then becoming sunny a little bit later. Still have a high of 81 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 56. And then sunny for Wednesday, 82. The same for Thursday, the same for Friday, and the same for Saturday. So nice week ahead, that is for sure. Currently 66 degrees in the Rose City. Closing out our show today, here is Matt Marr, alive and breathing. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What holds your heart? What stirs your soul? What matters come to mind? Father 
is Matt Marr, Alive and Breathing. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for the morning blend on this Tuesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We do appreciate it. So uh, you're heading out uh, later to do some uh, plant pruning. Is that correct? i got to get my haircut shears out for my plants yes. and give them a little trim. Yeah, I know. I should do that, too. Time for a summer cut. You know what I need to do? I need to uh, trim my raspberries a little bit. They're starting to get some long shoots coming out. Mine are overgrown. Yeah, Terrible. Yeah. Are they? We ate all the raspberries, though. Yeah, mine have a few left, but we're getting down to the down to the end. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. Have a blessed day.